Hi, I'm Nathan Riley, the Holistic OBGYN. I knew that I wanted to change the maternity care model in the United States from early in residency training. I have now ventured out of the corporate medical space entirely to lend my support to this task. This podcast is a 501c3 and will feature important voices in the women's healthcare space, as well as present a more holistic approach to meeting the healthcare needs of women. If we want to see lasting structural change, then it's critical that we empower women to reclaim their vitality rather than merely treating their disease. We also need to support the reinstatement of the midwifery care model as the standard. Midwives, doulas, mothers, fathers, women, and witches, you have my support. Now on with the podcast. Welcome back to the Holistic OBGYN, everybody. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine here today to answer um, about the three things that I've been asking everybody on the show. She's another very strong female voice in the field. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to even dibble around here. Nicole, welcome to the Holistic OBGYN. Tell everybody how we know each other and a little bit about yourself. Good morning, Nathan. Um, Good morning. Uh, well, um, a little about myself and how we met. So I met Nathan Riley when I um, helped um, a specific mother who had really high blood pressure and um, had to, we decided to go on into the hospital. And somehow she'd called up her um, regular OBGYN that she'd been doing co-care with and he was gone. And so she found you and you came on into the hospital. I didn't really know what to expect. And um, here I am giving a report and you sat down and you said, Hey, sat down right next to me. And you opened, you had me open the chart and just say, Hey, show me what you got. And that was um, a very comfortable situation, but very notable because we're just sitting together, looking through a chart together. And that shouldn't be notable, but it was. <laughs> yeah, it's surprisingly, um, surprisingly notable. And as I've heard you tell that story, and by the way, that that particular uh, client of yours has told that story at length on uh, their own podcast. So um, I've heard this a couple times, and that is still one of the things that stands out. But it it didn't even stand out to me at the time. It was just like. Um, I don't know this person at all. I'm literally walking in and she's 38 weeks or something like that. Who knows her better than her partner and her midwife who's been caring for her this whole time? So we made a shared decision-making. We engaged in shared decision-making and we, we obviously supported her in her autonomy and decision-making and you and I became kind of collaborators and friends after that. That's how I remember it. Yeah, we ended up hanging out at a coffee shop talk, talking um, cardinal breach rotations <laughs> and storytelling. As um, one does at a coffee shop. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, a San, I'm a midwife here in San Diego, California. I have a small home birth practice, do a lot of work with breach advocacy um, that includes um, seeing people later in pregnancy who find themselves breach and really work with every body work, finding um, new possibilities. Um, I'm a breech mom myself, so that's kind of led me down that path. I'm also a Spinning Babies approved trainer and teach shoulder dystocia breech out here. And 
have some students myself who are my apprentices. So right on. Um, and at the very end of the show, as always, definitely going to link, just blow you up with links, links galore, so that people can find you and your new book, which, which I'm sure we're going to get into. <laughs> um, and I'm super excited to read. Um, Nicole, before we get into the big question of the day, I'd like to start off with a big breath. Can you guide us in a, in a big, the deepest, most fulfilling breath of the morning? Ah, sometimes deep isn't always deeper, but yeah. I encourage people first to just bring their intention to their inward and outward breath. And then we're gonna go ahead and all together feel our lungs fill. Just paying attention to the release. And these breaths are like, I've been feeling, I was feeling into the weather the past couple of days. And as I've been doing these breaths with people that I've been interviewing, it's like actually bringing life back into me. It really does feel good. Thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. It's always good to start being present, right? Yeah. Nicole, I have an important question for you. Go for it. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? Well, I think they'd be three things I want people to know for caring for really anybody, babies, women, parents, birth givers, surrogates. Mm -hmm. um, you want me just to list all three? No, why don't we start with, start with one and then we'll, we'll kind of go down the list. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing is um, knowing um, how to track and care for someone's nervous system. You know, I, I feel like that's how, what brought me to birth work without really having the words for it is that sense of being in ceremony with someone. And when we drop into ceremony, we're communing with the nervous system and um, the nervous system can be individual. It can be um, between a couple, but it also can be a community nervous system. And um, we have a responsibility as care providers to uh, respect it and um, have integrity in how we be with people in that nervous system, but also understand that they're not coming with just this present moment. And mm. as they walk into the room, that the nervous system is is a weaving, right, it's of of the past and the present and what they're expecting all together. And um, so, really, it's it's also being able to track their nervous systems and and uh, know how to be in consent and know what the body is telling us, even if, and if it's congruent with the words and not being mm. afraid to talk about that. Um, so yeah, sometimes nervous systems are low blood sugar or too much coffee or a fight right before walking through the door with, you know, someone and grief, but we also have like the larger community nervous system, you know, whether it's COVID or, uh, the news this morning, um, mm -hmm. other people around them. So, oh, I think that's that's the first one for me is just yeah. that importance of that sacred work that we're doing and recognizing um, 
how we do that. Yeah. Yeah, especially in this um, sacred experience of birth, because there's so many different people and personalities and factors that weigh in. And um, if we see this just as a simple matter of arithmetic, right, we can't necessarily expect the outcome that we're all anticipating and hoping for. We have to take a step back and really, um, and really kind of embrace the, the unknown there as well. We just don't know where a person's coming from. Yeah. I and, think and, they, and I think that sometimes people may not be aware of where they're coming from either. And so that's also how we're paying attention and mm. maybe naming like, oh, wow, I see that you've said that you'd like to do this, but then, you know, your, your body language is telling me differently, or um, I hear that you've done a lot of work with your sexual abuse and, mm. um, and I'm hearing you say this, but I'm also seeing something different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, being able to, to name that, I think, is important. That we don't always know what's underneath the, from their history, and they may not completely know it either. And part of this work with birth is so much comes to the surface. Yeah, totally. Wow, that's a very succinct first point. Let's, um, let's move on to your second point. It's the second thing you want people to know. That we need to validate people. So, you know, I mean, maybe this is where we learn, we listen to the nervous system, right? We recognize the nervous system, but wherever they're coming from, that we also have to be careful about our own judgments and expectations about how we do this the right way. And, you know, we can, we can validate them, but also validate their body. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if they're, if we have opinions about how they eat or what their struggles are, or their, or for me, I do body work with um, integrated with midwifery practice. It's like, oh, yeah, your psoas is really tight, rather than like, oh, let's just release it, but just also recognize that, however their body is right now, has been working for them, and. you know, it's, it's been working for them in their lifestyle. Maybe it's a survival tool. Maybe it's they're eating certain kinds of foods because their body needs blood, you know, the blood sugar to go up and that's the fastest way they are. And just really, um, rather than shaming and blaming, really starting with validation, even with, even with birth, like, you know, we have a labor pattern that's not moving forward and we can feel it and it's like wow let's validate that uterus and just say hey uterus we're hearing your message now we're just trying to hear what you're trying to tell us are you hungry mm-hmm. are you not aligned is this baby in a position and you're trying and then you're like okay now i need to rest and so just validating the cervix and the body and, and um, how birth plays out. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this awesome conversation. I wanted to tell you quickly about my collaborator program. This program is for midwives, doulas, docs, birth educators, coaches, whoever 
I am inviting anybody who works with women to enroll into this program for a monthly fee. And the way that it works is, let's say on Monday, you've got a patient who has some fertility issues despite working with them through an in-depth functional nutrition program. They're still unable to get pregnant. You want some insight from an OBGYN. You want me to review labs, imaging, etc. It's a great opportunity. Then on Tuesday, you've got a patient who, uh, let's say you're a midwife and you're caring for a, a birthing person who just got some ultrasound re reports and you want to know, hey, is this still a person that that you know should be considered a good candidate for home birth, for example? Um, I'll give you recommendations. I'll give you insight. I'll even tell you what I would do. Right, And then Wednesday, you might have a completely different question. So this is a way to keep your patients out of the conventional model if desired and keep them on track for home birth if that's what they desire. Um, or it may just help you better support them if they have to go in for a C-section or whatever else. So there's going to be two levels. There's going to be the silver level, which will allow you that access if you want to go for the gold level. The gold level will include a weekly live Q&A video conference peer review session with all gold level members including me um, and you're going to find some of the nation's best midwives there and the opportunity here is that we're all engaged in a, an hour-long conversation it'll be recorded if you miss it you can check it out later through the website and we're going to be able to post questions and as a group discuss and and sort of I don't know, collaborate together as to how to best manage and answer those questions. Um, and of course, I'll be there to provide the allopathic OBGYN insight as well. So um, so that's my collaborator program. When you lock in a, a rate, a monthly fee, that fee will never change for you. Although I will say that the price of this program is probably going to go up as I've had increasing numbers of people reaching out and super interested. So check it out. All the details will be at belovedholistics.com. And you can send me questions through the website as well if you need any further clarification. And I think that just about does it. Let's get back to the conversation. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much that I could say about that one. Um, but I'm going to leave it there. I think you did a nice job. <laughs> um, we're going to take a very quick pause right now. Okay. Your third point. What's the third thing you want people to know? I guess it would be um, individualized care. You know, and I think I think there's such an art to individualized care. It's like usually I give them the spectrum of of decisions, whether it has to do with labs or um, questions or if diving into fears, by the way, I'm not afraid to do that. You know, I think this is where, um, you know, a lot of people will try to make things all glossy and pretty and unicorns and butterflies and rainbows. And it's like, yeah, well, those, those unicorns have, have a shadow side and rainbows have a shadow side. And, um, but really, um, individualizing care for people and having them find the joy of responsibility within that. Like, how can they have joy with that? And really, really know like, okay, these are decisions that I'm, I'm involved in that shared decision-making, as you said, but um, supporting autonomy as best I can. And, yeah. and also while respecting myself. So um, that, that would be my third point. So individualizing care, he had mentioned something before we started recording about listening to people. And I, I suppose that in order to individualize care, you need to very, very much be present with the other two points, 
right? What are people bringing into, into this experience? And we aren't just talking about birth or women, for that matter, giving birth. We could be talking about all birthing people, all human beings or living organisms from all walks of life when they find themselves in this particular circumstance. Yeah. Taking a step back and just honoring the process that brought them there. I think that's what yeah. I'm hearing. I'm hearing from you. I mean, yeah, well, gosh, you, yeah. you know, there's like observational patience and, and, and sometimes we learn more by watching than yeah. <laughs> talking. And I was really blessed when I had my first baby. I, ha I had a home birth in 1994 was my first baby was born. And, um, my midwife's favorite famous line from prenatal care was, I don't know, honey, what do you think? <laughs> and, um, so there's this art of not knowing and really listening to other people because they have their own solutions most of the time. And even in labor, listening to like their body. And sometimes I see what they're trying to do. And I'm like, wow, I now know more by watching them than I would have expected of just like a typical sequencing. Yeah, It might just be that, oh, look, yeah, the baby's low, but there's something going on on the inlet because I can watch what they're doing with their body. Right, right. So, you know, so that's yeah. like intuition right there too. Yeah, and specifically within the birth space, the way that we are trained as OBGYNs, we're really, we're really sort of trained to always have the answer, even if it's not the right answer. You know, you need to stand up in front of your colleagues and, and declare that you're the one with all the answers and that you're the best surgeon. Yeah. And that's really what you're, the incentive to get through all of those years of training. It was 15 years of school and post-grad training for me. Really, the incentive is if you want to get through this, you need to, you need to fake it well enough that we all believe that you're in, in the cool kids club. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that, that meant just pretending like you had the answer, knowing that like, even if I don't have the right answer, it's not like it's going to kill anybody. But, but what the, the, the saddest part about that is that it actually, it detracts from the experience of the birthing person and the possible co-creative process that you could serve in their role as a caregiver. And, and most importantly of all, if you're never able to admit you don't have the answer, then you never learn. You never actually improve your practice and actually get experience with the unknown. You know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I got trouble in training and even after training when somebody who is a veteran, some sort of, you know, experienced veteran OBGYN asked me, well, what, you know, what was the problem or, or what thing happened? And I say, you know, I don't know. And they give you a look like, well, what do you mean you don't know? Like, aren't you a doctor? It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that posterior rupture during a VBAC when the hysterotomy stayed intact. I don't know if I ever told you that story, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's okay that we don't know. And, and even like when we see magical things happen, like ask somebody, how does a giant sunflower grow out of a seed that's this big? I don't know, <laughs> but there's, there's some beauty in not knowing. Like that's, that's what makes children so beautiful. Like they don't know anything and they're just exploring and loving the learning process. And for some reason, when we finish our training or we've gone to so many births that we finish our apprenticeship as a midwife or whatever, we seem to be in the space where um, our colleagues, our veteran colleagues, our mentors 
sometimes demand of us to know all the answers. And we know in birth, especially that sometimes the magic of, of the way that birth unfolds is, is in the unknown. Um, yeah. But we don't hold yeah. space for that. We just try to hijack it. So, yeah, well, there's definitely an art of not knowing and, um, and unlearning what you know, because mm -hmm. you may not know it at all anyways. And, mm -hmm. and I think that there are those dangers even within midwifery care of needing to know, mm. you know, and, and sometimes, sometimes you do need to know things, but you also have other midwives to reach out to or other people. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that humility is necessary more so to break down the hierarchy of care. Yeah. Um, people talk about autonomy and, and empowerment and, I'm one of those people who don't like to think I empower people. They do that themselves. But if we, uh, we kind of meet them where they're at, it just happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, Nicole, those are three very succinct things for the world to know about caring for women and other people. <laughs> How can people find out more about what you're working on? What's the name of your book? Tell us everything. So Jamie Mosse, who's a massage therapist and myself have written a book called The Breach Release and it's opening pathways for midwifery and prenatal body work. And I thought about, we thought about changing it briefly to reclamation of midwifery and prenatal body work um, because it really is about reclamation. Um, and it's really hashtag breach for head down babies. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I am, I'm a firm believer what we learn for all babies, people are willing to learn for breach. And so I look, I look to, uh, breach to teach me about vertex babies. And so this is really the merging of four pathways of mm -hmm. trauma informed care, body work different positions even prenatally um as as well as use of gravity and movement so we'll have like a some free downloads on our website for how to shortcuts for ecvs or shortcuts for preparing for uh, an acv but a lot of this book is really about how do we listen and it yeah. gets into storytelling because i do a lot of storytelling so it story tells the history of breach, it story tells uh, body work. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and the book is coming out when? It, it releases October 21st. Oh, and wow. if people want to pre-order, they can go on um, breach, the breachrelease.com and fill in their name and get a notification. And I'm really excited. I've never been an author before. It's about yeah. 400 pages long. We're going to do an audible some amazing uh, anatomy that uh, Jamie is also um, an illustrator. So she's done some great uteruses with um, all the different innervations of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Oh man. And on all three layers. And they're of course holding the baby, right? Mm -hmm. So we get into the wow. history of anatomy and a little bit about wandering uteruses and building community and midwifery, getting back to the basics. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, as you know, this this whole endeavor of mine after stepping out of the corporate system has been, you know, initially it was like, oh, I'll start attending home births or whatever. And then I realized I'm not the best person to attend home births. There's actually people out there who do this for a living and they do it better than me. Um, and so when I was starting to think about attending home births, I actually decided, well, maybe occasionally if the opportunity is ripe for that and it's needed, perhaps, but my endeavor now is to support midwives and other community birth workers and people in general in order to support the change in the system. So instead of fighting against it, let's try to build something new. And so I'm happy yeah. to be on, uh, on, on your team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, a, I'm kind of this, this firm believer that across all the different systems, our unifying factor has to be physiology and anatomy, right? Right. Right. And um, that includes embodiment and embodied consent and the nervous system being sacred. And that I, I do believe that if we can just go straight into those back to the basics information, that's where we're going to find our um, unification. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, right on Nicole, Nicole Franklin. Morales. Nicole Franklin Morales, or is it just Nicole Morales? Well, Franklin's my maiden name, so. It's oh, my okay. Face, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have you saved in my phone as Nicole Morales, so yeah. I thought maybe I had it in there wrong when I saw your email. So, or I saw like your name somewhere else when I was googling you before this. So I'm gonna change it back to Morales. <laughs> it's official. Right. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on here. And, yeah. You know, um, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Likewise. And I'm, I'm so excited to read your book. Thank you, Nicole. All right. No, thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm so glad you're here and in alignment with our mission here at the Holistic OBGYN. We are a 501c3. We work by donations. So if you'd like to make a donation, go to BelovedHolistics.com. You'll also be able to find out more information about um, today's guest and anything else that was mentioned on the show. You can also find out more information about the collaborator program that I mentioned earlier. And again, whether you're a midwife, a doula, a birth educator, a lactation specialist, an, o an OBGYN, a an MD from another specialty, if you need help and support from an allopathic and also holistic-minded OBGYN, who's got training in a whole other bunch of stuff we never learned in medical school, please come and find me on the website. For a very reasonable monthly fee, you'll be able to interact with me anytime you need some support in the field. And if you want to join the gold level, you'll also have some help with prescriptions. You'll have some help from other people in the space, other midwives, other holistic lifestyle practitioners um, through our weekly live video recorded peer review sessions. I'll of course be there and I'll be able to give him my insight, but more importantly, we're gonna be holding space for the midwifery model of care and all of the beautiful attributes and contributions that the many great midwives in our country have made to this field and, and should continue to make and, and lead in this space. That does it for today. We will see you next time here on the Holistic OBGYN. Take care.